When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 8. eight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know what actual not episode nine. it is, but I don't care. Yeah, not nine, because we did that. An accident. Last night we watched, because what we do is we watch an episode the night before, hopefully, and then we watch the episode again the next day before we record. Today, we, 30 minutes ago, sat down to watch the episode again and realize that we watched the wrong episode. Yes. We watched episode nine. So next week should be great. Yes, because we will have watched it and then watched it and then watched it again. But this week, woof. Good luck, listener. We've got this. It's fine. Good luck, listener in Montana. Because we have you, right? No, we don't. We still don't. Ugh. Why? It's Montana. Been... Why, Montana? Oh, wait. Has that episode even posted yet? No. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's true. Because this episode will still post after that episode. I don't know how time works. It's really weird. That is weird that you don't know how time works. You've lived through time for almost 36 years. Yep. You should know how it works by now. I should. I mean, it doesn't really exist. Not for real. What? Time. Is this where we're going? We just made it up. Like, time is sort of made up. But I mean, it still happens. But, like, someone made up, like, how to count it and stuff. Someone made up numbers. That's true. But it still, like, exists. I guess so. Like, we're still not in the same moment we were in a week ago when we recorded the episode that still hasn't posted. That is true. Or are we? Well, you, we the listener are. You the listener? You're hearing things after. Time is very confusing right I'm now. I'm going to start a podcast with an existential crisis, <laughs> and I'm not going to make it through. You can't see this, but his eyes are starting to water, and oh. he's got a really big smile on his face, oh, which is only there out of sheer anxiety. We watched Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Nope. nope. <laughs> We're on that. Whew. All right. Are you okay? Yeah. So he does this anytime we talk about time. One time we actually had to stop watching Doctor Who because of it. It's true. He's like, yeah, it's a great show, but it it sends me spiraling. Can't watch it anymore. Yeah. So anyway, we watched Boy Meets World. We did. Season two, episode eight. What's it called, Tanya? You didn't do anything for this. I think put no work. Our dear listeners are going to realize that we sort of trade off on like how prepared we are so like for the first season Season, really i took notes i wrote everything down i had a notebook that had every episode in it and everything like in this season this season i'm like i don't even need that you've completely checked out no i'm i just like talking i don't really want to read at the same time okay maybe i'll change my mind but right now you've got quite a page of notes so you got this under control all right so what's the episode called Something about the band. Uh, it's called Band on the Run. Band on the Run. That's what I was about to say. Hey, blurb me up, Tanya. She didn't get the blurb again three weeks in a row. So go ahead. <laughs> I have a blurb. Yeah, go. Good. Go. Corey and Sean make a band. A lot of pauses for a blurb. <laughs> Corey. Just... I'm having trouble reading. It's dark in here. But you 
open the curtain so that there was sunlight because you the sun is like in a different position than it should be to shine into our windows right okay. now it's shining on the front of hey, our house hey, that's how up. time works blur me up <sighs> Corey and sean form a band in order to run a marathon what that's the blurb i didn't write it don't question it it doesn't make sense do they ever yeah oh. there's no marathon what are you talking about? All right, so we're going to we're going to discuss later on the marathon that happens and Tanya's going to go into detail in that section. Um, but this episode was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Buskang. Yay, our favorite Harry Buskang. Buskang's back. All right. Oh, I'm so happy they're back. Me too. No wonder this episode was so wonderful. It was a very good episode. Their last episode wasn't that wonderful though. Wasn't? No, oh, though, theirs was the Halloween episode. That's true. It was just really fun to say Butt Gang over and over again. Butt Gang has redeemed themselves in this episode. They've they did mostly. Mostly, it was a very good episode. So where do we start? Classroom or not, Tanya? Classroom or not? Not. Correct. Because where do we start? The hallway. No. Oh, seems like chubbies. maybe you should have taken notes. Yeah, they're at chubbies. chubbies. Yep. They're at Chubbies and they're sitting at a table, and Corey cannot get a date for the school dance and they're pondering how he can get a date for the school dance when adam scott walks in yes and he has long shoulder length hair adam scott walks in and hands them a guitar and is like watch this for me yeah we um we i think we've talked about this before but we fell in love with adam scott watching things like parks and rec Mm -hmm. and hot tub time machine and just like Tanya fell in love, love with him. Yeah, I love him so much. She calls me him um, because you... she wants to pretend. And No, okay. So they have like the parts that Adam Scott generally plays are these sort of neurotic, perfectionist, intelligent people who have existential crises over time and how our bodies decompose. Things like that. Like I don't do that. Y- yeah, you do. You do. There's no evidence of that. Anyway, so he plays those parts and they are so Alden that like, especially in Parks and Rec, there were times when I was watching it where I would text my sister and be like, am I crazy or is that like a really Alden thing to do? And my sister would be like, no, the whole time I've watched this episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Alden. Yeah. So anyway, we we fell in love with him watching Parks and Rec mostly and everything since. But we didn't even realize that he was on Boy Meets World. Like, we were going through his IMDb one day just to see what other stuff he'd been in. And we saw Boy Meets World and we were like, no way. So we pulled up an old episode or an old image and we saw that. It's going to be so weird. We haven't rewatched a lot of these episodes since then. Right. It's going to be really weird now to rewatch it knowing that that's Adam Scott as opposed to just he's some dude. Right. Now... In this, he plays like just a, he runs in, gives him the guitar, runs to the bathroom, comes back out, grabs his guitar and leaves. Yeah. But I think he actually plays like a part part on the show throughout these high school seasons, yeah. right? Uh, on some of the images I've seen, he's in the school. Okay. So I don't even remember what he does or where this happens or what happens. So Yeah. I, for some reason, when we first started looking into this i pictured him with harley kiner but then i'm starting to think maybe i was getting him confused with joey but we'll see what happens i think so because when this episode started and you went look who it is i thought it was joey like when i glanced i was like that's joey yeah because it's just the hair like he has like shoulder length parted in the middle hair 
um, just like Joey does. Hey, can you guys watch these guitars for me? <laughs> uh, so they, they, yeah, they leave the guitars with them and then a bunch of girls that... Who have already turned Corey down and told them that various grandmothers are dying, bleeding, uh, dead already, and it's Corey's fault. Like, they've told him they can't go to the dance because their grandmothers are dying. And then they come over and they're like, oh, hey. Yeah, because it starts with Corey going, it's a bad week to be a grandma. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they come back and they're like, oh, we didn't know you guys played. Yeah, and one of them, like, keeps talking in this, like, little girl voice. It's really odd. She just keeps enunciating everything like a child, like a small child. Um, but Corey is not catching on to any of this. Sean's like, oh yeah, Corey, they're excited because we play music. We're musicians. And Corey goes, yeah, let me watch me pull this rabbit out of a hat. And Sean like (laughs) hits him and goes, musicians. So they have this whole back and forth where they're talking about like, yeah, we're, we we're in a band together and the girl is like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you play. I'm going to go tell my friends I know you. When she they ask him to pl- them pl- to play a song and they say they can't play a song, that their drummer died. And, Not yet. Oh, well, shit. You have the notes. I know, but I was just looking into your eyes and talking like you Aww. wanted me to do. Um, so, yeah, they go do that. The And the boys lose their instruments because Corey's like, there's no way they're going to catch on to the or they're 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 gonna catch on to us when they see these guys come back and grab their instruments right and the guys come back to grab their instruments and the girls go you have roadies and Corey's like all right it's gonna be easier than i thought yeah so then we go to the house yeah Yeah. we go back home alan's sitting on the couch and Corey's coming no no no. alan's upstairs Corey's standing there playing the guitar fake playing the guitar Mm -hmm. And he's like, good night, Philadelphia. And then just like, bling, bling, bling. And Alan runs downstairs, uh, confused about what's happening. And tells Corey, like, that's my old guitar. Oh, I used to play. I used to be in a band. It used to be so great. You know, we, we did it for political reasons. And we wanted to blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you doing it? And Corey goes, for chicks. Yep. Um, and... Uh... I guess, I think Corey and Sean basically both are just like, um, so yeah, we can't actually play, but we're gonna milk this. But it gets the thought in Alan's head of like, I need to see what those guys are doing that I used to play in a band with. And it hit me so hard that they didn't have Facebook. Oh, yeah. It hit think about me that. so hard when he was like, I wonder what they're doing right now. Yeah. Like, we know what all of these people are doing right now that we haven't talked to in like, 15 years yeah i was in a band until i was i mean when i was 15 years old for for the chicks and uh i'm still friends with well one of them on facebook not the other one but so i still know like what he's doing and he's got a kid and like he posts pictures with his kids all the time and his kids have a youtube channel i haven't spoken to him in 15 years right but i know all of this yeah like it just struck me really hard that like there's so many modern things like in boy meets world it makes me forget like even like the clothes that they wear that fashion has come back around to now so it doesn't even hit me as like 
an old show that much until mm. things like that happen where you're like, but he's not friends with them on Facebook. Oh, yeah, that wasn't a thing. MySpace wasn't even a thing yet. Internet wasn't even a thing I yet. I mean, internet was a thing, but not everybody had it in their living yeah, there rooms. Yeah, there was, AOL hadn't even come out yet. What? Yeah. In 1995? 90, I think we're still in 94. Um, in 94, it, in 94, it maybe was just coming out. Okay. So yeah, it, it, it wasn't really a thing. Maybe CompuServe was, yeah, maybe hot. I, I felt like I had internet, maybe, maybe it was more like 95 that I had dial up. Yeah. Um, but Anyway, it's just that was crazy. Like, they really, once people stopped calling each other and visiting each other, that really was it where we have the opportunity to see what people are doing and every once in a while be like, hey, I miss you and I keep seeing your stuff online and it reminds me that I miss you. Let's go get coffee. Well, and even like, just like, even without social media, you can, it's so easy. We were just talking last night about somebody at work that I miss, somebody that I mm-hmm. used to work with. And um, it it would be so easy. And that's what I've done anytime that I've talked to her. But it'd be so easy for me just to be like, all right, I'm going to pick up my phone real quick and say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And not, you don't have to carve out time to make a phone call. And it doesn't matter if that person is busy or not. They still can like respond to you. Mm-hmm. Um it was just a couple months ago, I went and had all-night coffee with my best friend from high school because we were texting back and forth on Instagram after he had seen something that I posted and was like, this is really cool. I'm really glad that you're doing this. It was probably crochet-related or something. Or boy meets girl meets boy meets world. Maybe now, <laughs> but not then. He w- he's not a podcast listener, which mm. is crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, he seems but like he he'd... seems like a podcast listener. Yeah. Hey Sam, um, listen to our podcast. You might be listening right now, Sam. Maybe, but like within forty eight hours, we had a plan to meet up after we hadn't seen each other in person in at least ten years. Well, to be fair, we'll get there. But Al- Alan set up a meeting pretty quick too. That's true. Um, so anyway, we go, now we jump back to the school and we are in the hallway. I don't think we're in the classroom at all this episode. No, I don't think so either. But this is when the girls are asking the boys to play mm-hmm. and Corey and Sean are like, well, we can't. No, Corey is saying we can't. And Sean's like, why? Yeah. All of a sudden, Sean was like dropped on his head yeah. and he, he was having some trouble this episode. It's the butt gang effect. It's the butt gang effect. It was really strange like he didn't have any coherent speech patterns through the entire episode well i think the 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 overarching theme there was that he is just unable struck yeah he's unable to control himself around girls okay i I get i get that we've we've had that happen in many episodes now yeah but in this episode they were surrounded by girls the entire time so it was just consistently in that dumb guy mode. That is a very good point because I was so confused as to why there wasn't even like one conversation where he had all of his faculties. We haven't we haven't had an episode like this where he's just been surrounded by girls. Yeah. And uh, everything he was doing was for the girls. Mm-hmm. And Corey's going, "We can't play. Our our drummer died." And And they're like, "Oh." And they're like, well, can't you just play one song for us? And Sean's like, yeah, we can. And Corey's like, no, we can't. 
We can't, Sean. Um, so he has to turn, Corey has to turn and talk to somebody. And when he, tr- oh, Topanga, right? Yeah. Topanga comes in and she's like, hey, oh, oh, okay. So rewind. <laughs> <laughs> At the very beginning of this episode, Sean's like, I don't know why you're trying to get a date, Corey, because you've been asking Topanga to go dance well, with you since you were five years old. He said, why, why don't you just ask Topanga? And Corey said... I don't want to ask the same girl I've done everything with since I was five. That right. doesn't show any personal growth. And Sean goes, well, when are you going to ask her then? And he goes, tomorrow. Yeah. Was it strange to you that he said since I was five when um, in the first season they weren't very close and Corey did not hang out with her? So I get what you're saying, but they did reference multiple times in season one that they had been friends since they were five. Okay. But I think just as she grew up and she got weirder, he backed off. Okay. Like, I think they were still, like, friends. They I guess so. They just weren't close anymore. Okay. So he says, like, I'll ask her tomorrow. Well, tomorrow happens, mm-hmm. and Topanga finds him. He's always surrounded by these girls at this point. So she comes down. She's like, hey, Corey, can I talk to you about the dance? And he's like, yeah. And she's well, like, Jer- Jeremy? Well, but first... He's, she walks up while the girls are talking to the <laughs> to Corey and Sean, and they're like, oh, they're going to play a song for us. They're in a band. And she's like, yeah, I heard you're in a band. And and they go, yeah, they're, they're going to play, and they're, they're really great. And, and their drummer died. And Topanga goes, who even are you? <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, so she says, like, uh, Jeremy, mm-hmm. Jeremy? Jeremy, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's asked me to the dance, and I told him that I would let him know today. I just wanted to talk to you about it first, which, oh my gosh, Topanga, ripped my heart out. I, that was so sweet. It was so sweet, and Corey, once again, is just like, oh, well, if you want to go with Jeremy, go ahead. It was the fact that, like, even if he, she was just doing it as a friend, like, saying, like, you know, we always do this together. We always go to these dances together. I just want to make sure it was okay with you. It was so sweet. Yeah, but it was more than that. Yes, it was more than that. She loves him. Yes. I would do that with you. I would make sure it was okay with you. No, Jeremy already asked me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now we go back home um, after Topanga has been told that she's going to the dance with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing band tryouts because Corey and Sean decide that they have to have a band because they have to... Well, when Corey is done talking to Topanga, he mm-hmm. goes back to Sean and the girls, Sonia, and I don't know what the other girl's name is, but Sonia's the one with the baby voice. Okay. And um, the girls are like, when do we get to meet the other people in your band? And Corey's like, what people? And, oh, yeah. And the girls are like, the guys, the other guys in the band. Like, I can't wait to meet the guy who shreds the guitar with his teeth. And Corey's like, he's at the dentist right now. And um, so the girls walk away and Corey's like, what on earth? And they're both like, I guess we got to get some guys. Mm -hmm. Sean Um, goes, I've never said this before, but we need to get some guys. (laughs) So then fast forward when we're at the house and they're doing, they're doing, that sounded like rewinding. How do you fast forward? I don't know. How does that sound go? I don't know. (laughs) Yes, that's it. You did it. Okay. Um, so they do 
they're doing tryouts and some wacky wacky people are coming in mm-hmm. you've got a really good drummer who's just drumming on everything like the beats in his soul he can't stop drumming and you've got <laughs> and you got a guitar player that just like shreds like crazy and they go nope you're out and he goes too good for you i'd make you look bad and they go yep bye <laughs> they have to lure the drummer out the door because he won't stop drumming so mm-hmm. like he starts like patting the ground until the guy follows him out the door and then um and there's a guy who just poses and they're like you're in yeah uh and then there's another guy who looks like he's dressed up for an anime convention. Sure. He has a guitar. Okay. And he sticks his tongue out and they're like, mm, every band needs one of you. And I was just like, an anime character? Because he looked like an anime character. I don't character. know why he looked like an anime character. It was He was wearing like this like... We can't talk about anime every episode. Yes, we can. <laughs> um... He was wearing, like, a vest that looked like it would be on, like, Castlevania or something. And he had, like, a band around his hair. He just... It looked like an anime thing. Like, he looked like he was going to Comic-Con. Anyway. At some point, we're going to discuss how Boy Meets World would work as an anime. But, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Slice of life. Now is not the time. Um, So, they have their guys... It's the poser and the other poser. They both pose. And they're like, okay, the number one rule is... Never play a note. And they don't even question it. Right. They're just like, yeah, okay. Well, they were both people that didn't play. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And Alan comes in at this point. He's like, oh, you guys are starting to look like a band. And he's like pushing in a giant amp, like Mm -hmm. a huge, huge, giant amp. Um, and they're walking out the door. The the guys are walking out the door and in walks Amy. And she's just like, what are you doing, Alan? Now, well, he says, he said, the guy down the street was selling this at a yard sale. He didn't even know what he had. And she goes, I bet his wife did. <laughs> <laughs> Amy comes off as very unsupportive at first which like as the episode goes on you figure out why but at first i was like amy god you're kind of a bitch right now well i don't think i felt that way because she was unsupportive for sure but he was being like over the top about it so i feel like if i were being over the top about it you'd be like all right rein it in a little bit i don't think so because i want you to play your music and i want you to like if you were to be like i'm gonna get together with the guys that i was in a band with in high school. But what if I was like, I'm going to get back together with the guys that I skateboarded with in high school. I bought a skateboard and a half half pipe for our backyard and I put in a half pipe in the backyard. One, that would be amazing. But two, I would make you go to the doctors and get a physical first. <laughs> they would not clear me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope that I've made it clear that it, I don't care how good or bad you are at something. If it's something that you want to do then i want you to do it yeah and I, just, I support that 100 percent. i don't care how over the top you get with it i think it was more i have the- a screen a green screen up in my room every single week because your podcast you want it to look professional on youtube and like a green screen in a bedroom the size of a shoebox seems a bit much but you know what 
have fun. Do your thing. Yeah, but that green screen was $60. I, I imagine that amp that he bought was probably $800. Uh, probably not. Not if he bought it from up the street. And $60 to us is $800 to someone who has $800 to spend. It's true. So anyway. I just want, like, and I expect you to do the same with me, where it doesn't matter how over the top it is. Like, I love plants. I've got plants everywhere like just everywhere everywhere. i've got grow lights and gardens and it's a really fulfilling thing for me and yeah i even feel like it's over the top sometimes you know i enjoy it so i buy you more yeah you buy me more and you might smirk at me when i show you that one of my succulent leaves has roots coming out of it don't get sexy on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) but you haven't said to me, like, ugh, this is too much. Like, there's too much here. I can't handle it. And she kind of was like that. Uh, okay. Sure. I just felt negativity from it. I think we saw it, but Alan didn't see it. Like, so she wasn't Maybe. being, like, over... She wasn't saying, this is dumb, Alan. She was just making, like, little passive-aggressive comments. Yeah, and I guess they've been together since high school. Yeah. Like, it's... They've been together for a long time. We're still in a stage where we support everything each other does, because we've only been together for six years. Only six years. Yeah. So... Alan says, don't worry, this is it. And then Eric walks in carrying a whole bunch of other stuff that Alan bought. Yes. Um, and Eric walks in carrying like a mic and dry cleaning and stuff. And he's like, I got your jacket from the dry cleaner, dad. Mm-hmm. And he pulls it out and it is the most wonderful. I've always wanted a suede jacket with fringes on it so badly. It's I wanted one for my entire life. And he pulls the plastic off and it is a suede jacket with fringes and patches all over it. And and he's like, yeah, it was great. I wore it to all my shows. And Eric was like, did they laugh at you? Like, Well, and then Eric and Amy has walked out at this point. Eric goes, hey, what's this written on the inside? It says uh, Madison, Kelly, Janine, <laughs> Andrea, and Alan goes, oh, that's, um, that's, those are all the towns, towns. we played in Pennsylvania. And Eric goes, is, is that true? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> so really, Alan was doing it for the chicks. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who didn't? What I don't ga- know. I wasn't in a band. Would right. I have been in a band for chicks? Probably. I, I just, like, it works. This episode is so true. It works. Here's the thing, though. Like, Caden likes to play music and stuff, but he's nervous about playing in front of people. Mm-hmm. His best friend was a girl, and he played music with her. Mm-hmm. Like, in, like they're, they were adorable. Like, they've played, they've played the guitar together. They've sang together. Sang? Sung? Is it sung? Sing it did. They singed together? Yeah. Um, but not once has he ever been like, I could pull chicks if I play music for them. He wouldn't say it out loud. You don't, if, once you say it, it ruins everything. Corey and Sean were, are, were doing ev- everything. They were doing everything wrong from the get. They never even learned how to play them. Um, Caden also hasn't, been, being in a band is different than playing music. Okay. You can play music and just be kind of a weird guy who plays music. But the minute you're in a band, absolutely. Really? I yes. think I would always be more drawn to someone who just was solo you're a weirdo am i (laughs) you're definitely not like that kind of groupie girl 
That's true. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to get the best girls in the world like that. Right. Like me, the best girl in the world. Exactly. You heard it here first, guys. I'm the best girl in the world. Well, you were until you screamed that out. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we go to the hallway. We're back in the hallway. Back in the hallway again. Um, Corey's standing in the hall talking to the girl. Uh, I don't remember if it was Sonya or not. I think it, it was. was. Sonya. And it's always Sonya. Sonya's like, what are you... What are you thinking about right now? Because he's just like staring off and he's like, I'm just listening to the music in my head. She says, is it loud? And he said, well, it was. And then it just, I realized it sounded like you. And she, and she like, is like, oh, and walks away. And he goes, wow, that was really good. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's figuring it out, except for the whole part where he didn't actually learn how to play an instrument. Yeah. Corey is too smart. Like. He's constantly thinking about everything, just so constantly. In this episode alone, there were so many times where he had to pull fly by the seat of his pants, Sean, down to reality, like, over and over and over again. Like, he's a super smart kid. Mm -hmm. He could have learned how to play at least one song. He's very smart. Yeah, I mean, so... I guess they don't have YouTube. I was about to say, it's different. It was different then. You didn't have YouTube. You couldn't just watch a video and learn how to play. I had a guitar. I taught myself how to play for the most part, but I did have... My dad knew how to play guitar, and he didn't want to teach me, or maybe maybe he did, and I didn't want to listen. But he did show me how to read a couple things, and from there I was off. So, like, from that point forward, I was able to kind of go on my own. Um, it was probably more so that I just wanted to do my own thing than wanted to listen. But I learned how to play, like... What? one Green Day song, and then from there, I learned how to read other songs, and I just learned by playing other people's music. Um, but he didn't have YouTube. He didn't have that start. But then again... Right. His he, dad. He had a dad who played guitar. Yeah. Badly. But we'll get to that. I mean, you compare it to someone who played in a band professionally, and most people who were not in bands professionally sound bad. Uh, but we're in the hallway. Mr. Turner heard that whole embarrassing interaction with Corey and the girl, and he picks on him a little bit. Um, it seemed like he, he was catching on to the fact that they didn't actually know how to play instruments, right. which is, makes what happens later a little bit more confusing. But Corey talks about how he carries around a helmet. Like, why do you carry around that helmet if you don't know, if you're not using it? And he's like, well, I need it when I ride my motorcycle to protect my head. Why are you carrying around a guitar case? And Corey goes, to protect my sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a few times like earlier in the episode when they first get their guitar cases and the girls are like, oh, come on, play us a song. And Sean's like, well, why can't we? Corey's like, because inside my guitar case, I have an egg salad sandwich and an apple. So I guess Sean is carrying around a guitar and Corey's just like, well, I guess I don't have to carry my lunch bag now. Yeah. Which is actually something one of our kids would do. Probably, yes. But again, like just learn how to play it, guys. Yeah, I guess I we forget how much easier things are now. Sure, but I learned how to play guitar. Like you, you just they were realizing that all of this stuff would work. And then weren't going the extra mile to just learn it. Right. I don't think they actually thought that they were going to have to. And then Mr. Feeney comes out of the office. And he says, the demon seeds have pulled out. What? What? That's what he says. That is an insane thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, it didn't even hit me until you said it, because every time you say something that might be a little bit uncomfortable, it hits me like really hard. The demon seeds have pulled out. That's what he says. What? And he scratches the demon seeds off of the With a really good marker. Like, it's a really, like, thick-tipped marker. Um, Thank you for joining us. I'll bet it smells very good. Thank you for joining us for Tanya's Marker Minute. (laughs) I love markers and pens and pencils. Like, a really good sharpened pencil is my favorite. But markers smell very good, and I feel like that one would smell amazing. So he he scriffles out demon seed on the poster for the school dance the one poster in the whole school and everyone's like oh no and he's like oh don't worry i've got this cassette tape of some caribbean bilbo band. baggins <laughs> like what? i don't know it sounds like it was it was, it a, was something it was a caribbean band um bilbo baggins and the lord of the rings <laughs> and they're like, no, we want live music. And he was like, well, it was taped live. And he says, I I don't know if this is going to surprise you, but my rock contacts are a little bit limited. I don't know anyone in a band. And they immediately like, Corey has a band. They're great. We've heard them. And Corey's like, no, you haven't. And they're like, don't worry. They're great. They should play. And Mr. Freeman's like, oh, you have a band, Mr. Matthews. And Corey says, yep. And he says, okay, well, good. You guys can play the, the dance. What's, what's your name? What's your name? And you see Corey look up and he looks at a thing that says blood drive. And then he looks at another thing that says sex ed. And then he looks at an exit sign and he goes, the exits. Blood drive would have been a great name. Blood drive would have been good. But I think. Blood uh, education would have been a good name too. I kept thinking about what he could mash them up to. Like as they're showing the different signs, I was like mashing them together. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like, the exit. So I was like, oh, it was a letdown. Well, I think Corey would have been a little bit in a little bit of trouble if he had said our name is Blood Sex Exits. (laughs) Or Sex Drive Exits. That's very good. Let's make a band. Okay, what are you going to learn how to play? The piano. Okay, go ahead. That's a tough one. I've always wanted to, though. Me too. And the guitar. I almost, I was trying to learn how to play the guitar, but I don't want to just learn a song. Like, Chicks. I wanted to, like, no, for you. I wanted to play a song for you for Aww. our anniversary. But I've had a lot of trouble. And your guitar wasn't tuned, and I don't know how to tune it. There are apps for that now. That's, like, it's crazy how easy things are now. Yeah, but see, like, the apps, I feel like, are for people who know how to tune. I don't even... I pick up the guitar and I'm like, I don't know what all this stuff does. It's a it's a guitar. It plays songs. Um, but I guess it's the thought that counts. Now I know that that's what you tried to do and couldn't. What happens next? So... Uh, now we're back at Chubby's. Are we back at Chubby's? That's what I wrote. Huh. I don't remember being back at Chubby's. Was this when I got up to get yogurt? No, this or is... a candy bar? <laughs> Or Werther's or, or original or, or a chip. What were we saying? They were back at Chubby's. They were sitting okay. at Chubby's and Corey and Sean and the other two guys in the band were talking and Corey says, all we have to do is show up. We can do this. We can make this happen. We're just going to go. Right, guys? And the other two guys go, well, we're out. Yeah, and walk they leave. Away. So they don't have guys anymore. They don't have guys anymore. It's just Corey and Sean. And Corey's like, maybe we can figure out how to do this. And Sean goes, okay, I have a plan. We show up, we do awesome, we're great, we get in the limo, we go home, everything's perfect. 
and Corey splashes water on Sean's face. And, and breaks him. I think he might have had an electrical glitch because after that, ex- he's like stroking. I expected him to splash the water and Sean in comedic timing to go, never mind. Yeah. But it doesn't. There's like a five second pause when Sean goes... We're in trouble, aren't we? So then Corey is just like, all right, we need to devise a plan. And Sean's like, yes, great. And Corey's like, I haven't I haven't told you a plan yet. We do the plan. I, I, you're not telling me what it is because then I can't tell anybody else and foil the plan. And Corey's like, no, we don't have a plan. Like, there is nothing. And that's all I remember that part. <laughs> that's it. And it cuts. So we go from here and I was writing down everything that happened and... Part of keeping myself on task is I write down where each scene starts. Mm-hmm. So now we go into like a furious cut fest from location to location. And every time they cut, I ate something different because I don't remember them cutting that much. It's probably because I was up getting more food. So we cut back to the house. Alan's there with his band. Do we know who all the band members are? Because we know it was, gosh, which guy from the Monkees was that? I don't remember. It was one of the guys from... It's not Davy Jones. Right. I remember, like, I loved the Monkees when I was a kid. But not not enough to remember who these guys were? I used to. I used to know. That's how I knew, like, the moment I saw, I was like, oh, he's from the Monkees. But the other guys had to have been from other things, too. I didn't recognize the other guys at all. They all sang really well and played the guitar... All of their guitars very well. Yeah. Um, you talk about guitars. Well, I'm going to go get my phone. Okay. To look this up? Yes. I Okay. Um, well, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about guitars because that doesn't happen next. Um, Tanya just yelled that out because she didn't prepare for the episode. Um, uh, she can't even respond to that or rebut herself because uh, she's away getting her phone. So this is my chance to tell you about all the great things that I do. Um all right, never mind. So we are sitting there on the couch with Alan and all of his band. They're talking about um, uh, how old they are, basically. And one of the guys starts saying, because oh, Alan's like, come on, guys, we used to be so cool. And we were the tongues. And we used to be so dangerous. Like, you guys don't do anything dangerous now? And one of the guys goes, all right, you're right. I cheat on my wife. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck? And he says, okay, not like that. Here's what happens. I go to the grocery store. I take the fat-free sticker off of this thing. And then I put it on the box of fudge brownie bites from hell. And I take them home. She's eating celery. And I'm eating the fudge brownies <laughs> and that's how he cheats on his wife at the grocery store uh tanya's just looking at her phone and nodding like okay so the guy from the monkeys was mickey okay it was mickey from the monkeys mickey dolans go ahead the other guy that is in something is from cheap trick okay the other guy's not anything okay i mean he's an actor but he's not in a band great okay now we can move on then uh amy came in and she goes let me get you guys something to drink and Alan goes, all right, four brewskis. Come on, four brews. And they're all like, uh, actually, uh, do you have mineral water? And um, one of the guys said something. like, He said, can you run some carrots through the juicer? Right. Yeah. Can you run some carrots through the juicer? And Alan goes, okay, fine, one beer. And they're like, hey, Alan, you really want to do that? You got kids, man. Says all of the guys who look like they're 80 years older than Alan. Alan is 
like a hot dad. And they're is he? All, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he definitely is. Okay. And they all are decrepit. They this was I think kind of just a chance to get these older guys on the show because yeah. they are definitely for real at least ten to fifteen years older than him. They weren't in abandoned high school. Yeah, Alan is. I was trying to figure out if they were trying to portray Alan as like the heartthrob of the band like he was the good looking guy he was the alden of the band <laughs> the alden you're the heartthrob of whatever band you're in you I'm don't sure. even know that i'm just sure you were any anybody in a band is the heartthrob by the way that's Go ahead. not true it there's is. always one person that's more popular than the other people always it's usually just the singer but they all get girls you sing i've seen some ugly ass bass players get some really cute girls oh yeah i'm sure that's true but there's also the people who are sleeping with the bass player in hopes that they'll get with the person that they want to be with it's definitely true anyway the alden of the band i was a bass player once so Corey and sean walked they through were just sleeping with you to get to you that's fine they were happy with <laughs> where they landed Corey and Sean, I was a really bad bass player. Corey and Sean walked but through here. you had those dreamy eyes and they, those soulful lyrics. This has got to be so uncomfortable for everybody listening. <laughs> Please tweet us at BMG and BMW to let us know how uncomfortable you are listening Nobody's to Nobody's tweeting at us. I know. This Except is gonna maybe be... Miranda will because now she has a Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Miranda, don't tweet about my dreamy eyes. Um, <laughs> Please do. It'll be amazing. So Corey and Sean walk through and... They're carrying their their guitars because they're off to the dance, and uh, all of the guys in the band are like, "Oh, this is just like us when we were kids." Like, it must be wonderful to have a son following in your footsteps. And Alan's like, "Uh, yeah." They just started their band two days ago, mm-hmm. and one of the guys goes, "Kids learn fast today, man." And they say something about how like we, uh, if only we could. Pl- play one more song and one of the guys goes i got my guitar well, alan pulls his like really awkwardly pulls his guitar oh, yeah, out from goes, behind the couch he's like what what, what is this what's this it just appeared out of thin air what kind of like i feel like you had one of those moments last night on your show it wasn't on the show oh it wasn't no oh i thought i missed the beginning no, it was before the show. Nick was playing his, and then Dan was like, wait, what about... My-? It really was kind of like that moment. <laughs> before we started Third Wheel Arcade, we- Nick was on his guitar on the, the the Skype call, and Dan was like, wait. And he reaches back behind him, and he grabs his guitar, and I'm like, well, shit. And I reach over, and I grab my guitar. Uh, anyway. And you were the heartthrob of that band, too. Good God, <laughs> at BMGM, BMW, uncomfortable. Let us know. Um, so one of the guys goes, actually, I, I have my guitar in my in my car. And the other guy goes, I got it in my van. So they all go out to grab their instruments and come back. So anyway, now we cut back to the school dance um, where Mr. Feeney is stalling because... He's the, testing the mics. Mm-hmm. But, but stalling because mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Turner comes to him and says, uh, we need we need some more time. The, the band's not ready. And um, Mr. Fiend's like testing, testing, stay in school. Don't drink and drive. And Mr. Turner's like, stop, you're, you're killing the mood. Just stop it. And Mr. Feeney goes, good. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Turner goes back to talk to Corey and Sean. He's like, all right, you guys ready? We got to do this. And Corey goes... Oh, you're waiting for me to say it? Yeah. Oh, he's like, 
I was actually just thinking about how artists deserve more respect than they get. And we specifically asked for turkey that was fresh cut. This is pressed turkey. And Mr. Turner's like, you're right. And walks out of the curtain. And Corey's like, good, good, good. We did it. And then Mr. Turner looks outside of the curtain, grabs the microphone and goes, ladies and gentlemen, the exits and opens the curtain. And, and they've it- got turkey hanging out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Pressed turkey. Pressed turkey. Don't ever give me pressed turkey. Is that a sex thing again? <laughs> no. Um, at BMG and BMW. None of this is sex stuff. At BMG and BMW. Wait until next week when it's an entire episode on Uncomfortable. Shh. Well, we, we saw it. Saw it. On accident. We saw it in an, an advanced screening. <laughs> <laughs> because we hit the wrong button on Hulu. Um, so... Uh, Corey and Sean put their guitars on. Corey, by the way, is wearing his guitar left-handed. I mm-hmm. don't know if I ever noticed whether or not he's left-handed. I want to keep that this in mind. We're going to forget. I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't let us forget, Tanya. Okay, left-handed. Got it. Next time we see him writing, what hand is he writing with? Or or tweet at us. At BMG and BMW. Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Uncomfortable hashtag left-handed. Um, so I... Do you want to see that? And then they kind of filibuster for a little while. Well, Corey comes out. He's like super dynamic. He's like, uh, are you ready to rock? And they're like, yeah. Are you ready to roll? Yeah. Are you ready to rock and roll? And they uncomfortably look at each other. And then we go back to the house. Then we go back to the house. Now, Alan and his four guitar-playing bandmates are all playing and singing. All of them playing the guitar and only the guitar. It's That's like... all their band was, is guitars. It's like a barbershop quartet for guitars. Which is kind of a cool idea. Sure, if you're all playing... Harmonies? Uh, harmonies, Can you yeah. harmonize guitars? Yeah. It's, I don't understand music. It's still music, so... You can, but it wouldn't sound as dynamic as mm-hmm. a barbershop quartet vocally sounds. Well, good thing you talked about the vocals. The three guys vocally were really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they were really good. But Alan is like clanging around on his guitar and... He can't sing. Mumbling when he's trying to sing and uncomfortable, obviously. Um, but the song they were singing was a good song. It was wonderful. I was in. Mickey Dolans was killing it. Yeah, 100%. And the guy with the mustache, whoever he was. Cheap Trick? Yeah. He was really good, too. I just call him Cheap Trick. Yep. That's my nickname for him. Hey, Cheap Trick. And he's Which like, is actually very important to, like, a future part of this episode. <gasps> Why? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't oh, know okay, we'll get there. It's very soon. Is this butt gang related? <laughs> butt gang cheap trick butt gang cheap trick uh so anyway now we cut back to the school dance again yeah bear Where in mind they're still standing in the same spot yeah they have not really had any i feel like they have played at this point because and everyone's booing yeah because everyone's booing now and well and sean and Corey are both like i guess we should like play something for real like mm-hmm. we, we could try to muddle through a song or whatever and Corey's like i got this and he's like you, what's your name? And she goes, you, you stink! And he's like, actually, your name is Sonia. <laughs> and he starts to singing the name game. He, well, he's just like playing open-corded guitar. He's just strumming the, the, 
the strings without even playing any notes. Right. And it's just like, brang, 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 brang. And he's like, sanya, sanya, bobanya, banana, fana, fofanya. And everybody just leaves. Yeah. Everyone's like, boo. Can you imagine out. being the person that completely ruined a high school dance? I can. You me, can? Did you put, do that? Let me tell you about a time when I did that. Okay. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I oh. never did that. I never even went to school dance. Um, yes, you did. Mm-mm. You never went? Nah. You never went to Snowball? No. Ever? No, I was too cool for that. I thought you went your senior year. Nope. You were on court. Nope. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. I was dating a girl who didn't go to that school. So I wouldn't do anything at my school. I would go with her to her stuff. So we you went, went to like homecoming and stuff? Uh, I, we went to her prom. I don't think we went to homecoming. How was that for you? It was fine. We didn't go long. We, I'm not a prom person. I, that's why I was asking. Yeah, we were there for like an hour just so that we could say we were there. And then we left. I didn't, I didn't dance. I'm not a dancer. And the music was all like loud, early 2000s hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that the Snowball too. Really? Yeah. Snowball was so fun. Like, I thought they were going to play Christian music. Nope. There was one girl. She would, like, she hung from the chandeliers at the country club. It was very funny. And everyone, like, brought their own friends as their plus ones so that there were more people at the dance. Instead of coming with people from the school, we populated it with half people from other schools. Like, I brought my best friend Mindy to my first snowball and like everybody else brought other people with them from outside the school so it was so many more people than you would expect to be there yeah but you had friends and got along with people in your class i didn't um i didn't fit in with anybody really so um it wasn't really that wouldn't have happened for me Mm. so anyway now that you guys know about our school dance history yeah uh People want to know this stuff. Do you? Uh, we had someone actually say, hey, can you guys tell us more about yourselves? Because, like, we want to know, like, how you guys got together. You give little, like, snippets of, okay, you went to school together, but we don't think that you actually, like, got together in school. Like, what's your story? We've had someone say that. Yeah, and I... I do think in a future episode it'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool to get ep- Valentine's to get episodes from people. I mean, episodes to get ideas, questions mm-hmm. from people. Like as we get more people listening, and we are, and I appreciate every every single one of you is special in your own okay, way. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I'd like to be able to get questions from people, and we can mm-hmm. just answer questions because that'd be a fun little episode. Yeah. And it'd give us a chance to skip forward episodes on Boy Meets World on accident and not have to talk about it. <laughs> um, so anyway, we cut back to the house. Alan is upset, and he pushes the rest of the band out the door because they're like, we could play more together. Yeah, they're already planning to do this once a week. Like, they have a renewed, like, fire for music. They are so excited, as they should be. They're amazing. And Alan's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Maybe not. Uh-uh. And, and he just shuts the door. Well, one of them goes... We can we can start we can do a road tour. Let's 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 go let's on the, the road. Let's hit the road. And Alan goes, "Yeah, let's start right now. I'll be right behind you." And slams the door behind them. Yeah, and he's just kind of leaned up against the door in defeat. And Amy comes in, and she's just like, "Oh, they left." And he says, "I used to be I used to be good. I don't understand what happened. I was so bad. I used to be so good." And Amy goes, "You were never good." <laughs> yeah. Which, here is where, like, 
that the truth of the matter does need to be said. Like, it's important for reality to hit and be like, hey, you might love doing this. You weren't good at it. And that's okay. Like, I thought maybe you would get better, but you didn't. And that's all right. You enjoyed doing it. And you were great at capturing the audience or whatever. Um, So, like, at that moment, I realized, like, she wasn't really mean. She just was like, why are you spending money and filling our house with stuff that you're bad at? Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so she's just like, you were never really good. And he was like, what? But you said that you fell in love with me because of my music. And she was like, Alan, did you really believe that? Yeah, she said, I... She said, I kind of did. Like, I fell in love with the whole package that is you, and that was part of you. And it was really cute to watch you standing up there with your guitar and just... With your little guitar. She definitely condescends, like... She's like, with your little guitar and your jacket, and you were just so cute. And, like, and I'm sure he was. I think, like, he was probably the eye candy of the band, and that's why they weren't just, like, "Eh, the other guys were 40. Yeah, the other guys were 40, and he was, like... A teenager. Yeah. Then she basically says, like, you were doing something that you loved and it made you very attractive to me and I loved you for it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I feel so cheap. Well, I thought you fell in love with my music, but it turns out you fell in love with... You only loved me for the real me. <laughs> and he's like, I feel so cheap. And she says, you want to go upstairs and I can make you feel even cheaper? <laughs> And then they go have sex like they do every episode. We don't know that. They have sex every what week. If they, <laughs> what if they... What a life. Their, it's their once a week. What if uh, they didn't? What if they went upstairs and she just threw dollar bills at him? <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, that what you want? N- you want to just lay here while I throw dollar bills at you? At BMG and BMW. <laughs> hashtag uncomfortable. So now we cut back to the school dance. Everyone's gone. Um, Corey sits there with Sean and he says, I can hear Feeney now. Monsieurs, Matthews, and and Hunter. Oh, this is where you guys learn a lesson because you... Like, this- I know it's hard right now, but at least you learned a lesson. And this is the lesson that you learned. And they're like, blah, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then he walks over and he goes... Monsieurs, Matthews, and uh, uh, Hunter. (laughs) Yeah, he just starts laughing and walks away. And then Mr. Turner comes up. And he's like, was it as bad as we think it was? And Mr. Turner's like, let me put it this way. If you don't show up to class on Monday, I'll understand. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Sean and Corey are devastated and about ready to walk out and they look over and Topanga's still just standing there on the dance floor looking at Corey. And Sean is leaving, like Mm -hmm. he's exiting out the back of the stage and Corey comes down and he's like, what are you still doing here? Mm -hmm. It's Topanga. Correct. Um, And Topanga's like, I was watching you. Yeah, she said it wasn't really that bad. Why did you think it was so bad? And he was like, I was awful like he says why are you still here he says i played the name game and she was like it wasn't that bad and you were just so cute up there with your guitar with your little guitar and i just loved watching you she said i just you got to do you were doing something that you love and that's all that really matters and i think that's really cute and um 
so then Corey's like, but you didn't even get to dance or anything. And mm-hmm. she's like, you want to dance now? So then they throw in the tape that Mr. Feeney had wanted to play for the dance in the first place. And this guy with like a Jamaican accent, like, eh, hey, this is... Don't do a Jamaican accent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try it. And, and they go, "Who? let's go. It's the name game. What's your name? And he says, George Feeney. <laughs> it's like, Feeney, Feeney, Faux Feeney, Banana, Fana, Faux Feeney. Yeah, and they just, like, they didn't even dance. They just stood there staring at the tape deck, and mm-hmm. that was the end. That was the end until we get to the post-credits scene. Right. But I, it was really cute to see to, the way Topanga reacted to Corey. Like, um, I loved how they paralleled the Amy and Alan and the Topanga and Corey. Mm-hmm. I think, I feel like they, prob- they probably do that a lot through the series, but I think this might have been the first time. Um, I they haven't done that yet, have I feel, they? I feel like they kind of have. Okay. Um, I wish I could remember where, but I feel like it's been done a little bit here and there, sparingly. Mm-hmm. You see how it affects a mature love, a love that's been there for so long, and they've you know raised children together and all of this, and how something small like that has affected their relationship. And then you see it start with Corey and Topanga and how that can start their relationship. It was so sweet. Yeah, it was really sweet, and it was really good to see, like, their friendship and relationship progress a little bit more um, after last week. Um, what happened last week? I'm so confused because we accidentally watched that one episode. Yeah, I am too. What did happen last week? Last week wasn't Halloween, right? No. Okay. No, last week was... Um, oh, that's right. You wrote down last week, so right. it was not Halloween. Last week was the Shakespeare one. That's it was Love, Sex, right. and Scandal. Right, right, right. Um, where Corey had to rekindle their friendship because right. he ruined that. Right. So now we come into this week where she's still just like, oh, you're so cute, and you're just so great, and I wish I could dance with you, basically. Uh, when she came up to him and said, "I Jeremy asked me to the dance, but I told him I had to ask you first. Yeah. Topanga is such a sweetheart in this episode. Like, yeah. just such a sweetheart. And the thing that they have done with this show that they didn't really do with a lot of shows back then was the progression of a friendship and how important that friendship is to anything and how, like, it comes first, period, and how friendship should be as opposed to becoming friends after a relationship starts. Like, their friendship the points of their friendship are so important. The loyalty to their friendship, the respect to their friendship is so much more important. And they make it very clear that no relationship situation should mess with that friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's, it's become such a solid thing. And they just, they handle it really well. Right. And even in, at their age, though, like there's been a couple times where Topanga has said, like, I don't want to mess this friendship up. Like, right. Because they are such good friends at this point, which right. is crazy considering last year they were so, well, Corey was so anti Topanga. Right. Um, but like I said, I think that's more just middle school. Middle school. Yeah. They had grown up together and she grew up kind of weird, but she still always admired and respected him. And he was the one who was too immature to go, okay, I can look past her weirdness. Well, yeah. And it wasn't like, there is a time in a lot of boys' life where they can't just be friends with girls. Mm-hmm. Like, their guys, are, their boys are their friends. Like, Finley doesn't have a bunch of friends that are girls. He doesn't hang out with girls. Like, his friends are boys. 
the only friends that he's had that are close to him that are girls were his girlfriends. I don't know. I, I it just depends on who you are. Yeah. I always had lots of girlfriends, like friends that were girls. Um, like in middle school yeah. age and elementary school age? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It was never a thing to me where it was like, I think any birthday party I had when I was a kid was an equal mix of boys and girls. Like it just, it never was a thing that I felt. I wonder how common that is just because in the circles that I was in, it was pretty separate. Like boys hung out with boys and girls hung out with girls. And it wasn't until boys and girls started liking each other that the boys were introduced into like, we're all hanging out at so-and-so's house and the boys are there too. I don't know. I, I felt like it was pretty normal when I was a kid, but I don't think I would have realized if it wasn't. Right. So who knows? I mean, like our nephews, uh, he's five, he's in kindergarten. His best friend is a girl and she lives around the corner from us and they are adorable together. Like their friendship is the cutest thing I've ever seen. But I thought it was kind of different because that like my kids always had best friends that were boys. I wonder if it even matters. It probably doesn't. It just is a I think thing that my brain can't seem to wrap itself around because my experience was so different. Yeah, I, I don't, I think it just depends on the kid. I think some of the kids go through that and some of the kids don't. Like even when I was, I was obsessed with Calvin and Hobbes growing up. Um, and I was so Calvin, like there was mm-hmm. so much Calvin in my thought process. And um, we've talked about it before. Like I feel like Corey Matthews was probably very right. Calvin too. But that part of it I never got because Calvin did have his whole like, no girls allowed stuff. Right. And for me, I always thought that that was just like comic and cartoony and like it didn't make any sense for real life. Yeah, I think it depends on what circles you're running in. Because like everything else made sense to me, even carrying around a stuffed tiger and making believe that it was real and it was really your friend. Like that made so much sense to me. But as soon as he is like, no girls allowed in the treehouse, I was like, that's not real. And see, that was very much how things were for me when I was a kid I do think like I have three sisters so the segregation is there immediately because hashtag middle child (sighs) (laughs) I have three sisters and I am in the middle but um because it was all already four girls against all of the boy cousins like all of our cousins were boys it was separate a Mm -hmm. lot of the times our friends at church like It wasn't until we started liking boys that all of us hung out with the boys. Maybe too. Like I was a... You liked girls. I was a boy. She was a girl. I was a boy. And sure. She had girlfriends from kindergarten. That's not the point. What I'm trying to say is my my sister's only about two years younger than me. Mm -hmm. So until I started making friends, I would only play with my sister. So that wasn't weird for me. Like I was always playing with a girl. Yes, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, and and my cousin my age is a boy, but at, from that point forward, every cousin for years and years and years was a girl. So yeah. it was me and a bunch of girls. Yeah, and your boy cousin is so different from you. Yeah. And you were close when you were, like, young. Mm-hmm. But, you, I mean, I know both of you, and I knew both of you very well, and he's as different from you as night and day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's like a a natural thing. Like he was probably like that as a child too, like very different from you. To an extent, we always had things that we could bond over and there were things that I did that he wanted to do. And 
none of this matters. But all we... that matters is our <laughs> podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. Oh my god. Uh, so anyway, end credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> what is the end credit? The scene? end credit scene is Corey is walking into the house. Alan's slumped on the couch, upset, and Alan's like, "Well, how'd it go, Corey?" And he goes, oh, it went great, Dad. Just loved being in a band. And he goes, how was it for you? And Alan's like, oh, it was really awesome, Corey. I could say so many things. There's just no word for how it went tonight. And and Corey sits slumps down on the couch next to him. And Alan's like, okay, so I've decided I don't need this guitar anymore. I want to pass it down to my son. And Corey's like, no, no, no. Like, seriously, you keep it. It's important to you. And he's like, no, Corey, I don't, you know what? I don't even, you know, it's, it, this is so important to me just to give it to you. And he's like, no, no, dad, you, you have it. And that's when Eric walks in and um, he goes, oh, I'll, I'll take the guitar. I've been thinking about starting a band myself. And he takes it and just starts well, like wailing on it. Well, Corey and, and Alan were like, he doesn't even like they look at each other like, yeah, oh, like my we've God, we've already been through we've this. We've been through this and he doesn't even know. And he grabs the guitar and he's just like, and then he looks at it and he goes, eh, no, ah, never mind. And, and he, he hands, hands it, it back. back. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Maybe that's why Eric gets all the girls. Oh, I thought it was his hair. There's plenty of hair like that to go around. That's true. They have so much hair in this show. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Like, Sean has that hair, and he didn't get the girls like that until he was in a band. Yeah. But yes, he did. Yeah, he did. I don't know. That's crazy. Why Why was he so into this? (laughs) Yeah. And he kept going, like, look at all these pretty, pretty girls. And it's like, but you're always surrounded by girls. What is the point of this? Three weeks ago, you were making out with a girl in a locker. (laughs) Well, you didn't need a a guitar. A girl who was, like, six years older than you. Yeah. Oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. He's just, he's got a lot going on in his life. Girls. So many girls. So many pretty girls. Just girls. Um, so anyway, what'd you think of the episode? It was how did, great. How did Butt Gang do? Butt Gang did really good this time. Definitely redeemed from the Halloween episode. We had, um, Adam Scott, which was wonderful. For a hot second. A very hot second. Gross. He was a child. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. He was not. I want to know how old he was in this episode. If he was 16, he, I would say gross. I would count on him being 19 at the very lowest. At the very Lewis? Lowest. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead what? Finish your thoughts on the episode. Oh, I thought you meant go ahead and look up how old he was. Nope, I'm doing it. Go okay. ahead. Um, and then, like, Topanga was just, like, heart-meltingly sweet this whole episode. Like, I've always loved Topanga. I've just always adored her. This episode, though, was just like, gosh, she was such a, like, this character was written as such a good person. And somehow someone portrayed her, like, Daniel Fischel portrays this really good person so naturally and so well. Like, I believe that Daniel Fischel is that good of a person. How old was he? How old did you think he was? 19. 21. Yay! There you go. (laughs) um so anyway yeah uh topanga was so sweet and 
watching Corey's like thought process over everything and having to like rein Sean in, but still go along with these crazy hijinks. It's so weird to me. Like, would you have gone along with everything still? What do you mean? Like, so Sean's like, oh no, like we're in a band, we're in a band. And Corey's like, we're not in a band and we can't play instruments, but sure, I'll go along with this crazy shit that Sean just said. Well, my friends and I, we didn't know how to play instruments. We started a band, we didn't know how to play instruments. So It was just for the chicks. It was just for the chicks, but that's not the whole thing. Like, it was also just to be cool and to have fun. But we didn't talk about it until we could do it. And like, we weren't smart. Like, we were just dumb dudes um you know you're really smart right sure but i was 15 and 14 it wasn't i wasn't smart then um and we didn't like start it and then start telling everybody look at this band that we're in it was we waited until we could play and i learned guitar so that i could do that and my friend learned guitar so you learned guitar for this i mean i i i had practice i had played a little bit by myself but I learned learned guitar because we were going to start a band. It okay. was one of those like where you're with your friends and we're all like, we should start a band. Like, yeah, okay, what would you do? I would play guitar and I would sing. What would you do? I'd play guitar or bass. So were what, you the singer of your band in high school? Yes. And our one friend was like, I don't, I have no idea how to play drums, but that's all that's left. So I guess I got to play drums. And he learned how to play drums. And it was good? It was fine. It was 15 year old fine. Like... But he learned. That's so impressive. Yeah. No, and he became good at the drums. I love that. I've always said, like, I hate talking about something and not doing it. That, that Yeah, I'm exactly the same way. We've talked about it on the show. That's true to this show, but it's been true to me for forever. I don't want to talk about something and then just be like, <laughs> I wish I had done that. Because right. then I get to the point where I'm 35 and I still can't play piano and I'm upset about the fact that I never learned how, even though I always talked about we it. We are both 35 and we both want to learn how to play the piano. So stay tuned because we probably will learn how to play the piano. Well, once we have the money to afford a, um, what's it called? A, keyboard? A, an 88 key keyboard. Yeah, sure. Um, because you can't really learn on a right. 28 key keyboard which is all we can afford right now. <laughs> um, so anyway, it was a very good episode. I enjoyed it. It rung true, rang true, ring-a-did true to, rung true to my real life rung. again. Um, but I think that's what makes this show so great is they handle these things in a sitcom-y way, but also with enough of a shred of believability. Like, like we said before with the... Um, with the sex ed episodes and the the hormone talk. Mm-hmm. And like most sitcoms are just like, there was our hormone episode. We're done now. Yeah. Boy Meets World hits these things over and over and over again because in real life, that's what happened. Like you were going through these things for, for years. Yeah. It wasn't a one-time thing and then you're like, cool, hormones out of the way. No, it stayed a problem. Yes. So this is another situation where I feel like this is a true-to-life situation that they turned up to 11 to make it funny for a sitcom. Right, but they also, like, the human response is so right organic. Right. Like, it's not even just, like, they get the situations right. They have situations that happen. There are so many shows where that they've been applauded for, well, they tackle these situations, and it's so great that they tackle this. But they're still, like, I've watched them, and it's like, yeah, they tackled it, and it's great, and they give us a lot to um, use when we are in those situations. Mm-hmm. But 
it's not our, what they give us is not our natural human response. And I think with Boy Meets World, it is a constant, like, you're watching so many different personalities respond in very human ways that I think any, as a kid, it's important to find those characters that are um, like you, mm-hmm. that you can relate to their response to things, because as their character goes through things, you can glean an understanding of of what you, as a person who has that personality, well, and and not e- do not even uh, the kids, and I don't want to talk about this too much longer. We've been going on for a long time, but. Um, even the teachers, like the way the teachers responded, it wasn't like an over the top sitcom kind of way. It was, they knew that this was going badly and they knew that they couldn't do anything about it. So they let it play out and then they handled it accordingly. Like Mr. Turner knew, but he had to just kind of let it happen because he's just a teacher for these kids. He's not like a sitcom character. Right. Yeah. It's every episode we talk about it every single episode we talk about it um but it's i think it's important to point out that that hasn't stopped yet Mm -hmm. like every episode it delves more and more into like the natural response to situations that are happening big or small right so yeah great episode great episode um Anyway, as always, find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW, hashtag uncomfortable, and email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Um, like, I mean, review and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you can. Listen on Spotify because it's easy. Yep. Anyway, I think we're about done. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. This is Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 8. Class dismissed.